Chapter twenty two of Elsie's Motherhood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. Elsie's Motherhood by Martha Finley. Chapter twenty second. The mother in her office holds the key of the soul, and she it is who stamps the coin of character, and makes the being who would be a savage, but for her gentle cares, a Christian man. Then crown her queen of the world. Old Play The families from the Oaks and Ashlands had been spending the day at Ion. It was late in the afternoon, and while awaiting the call to tea, they had all gathered in the drawing-room, whose windows overlooked the avenue and lawn on one side, on the other a very beautiful part of the grounds, and a range of richly wooded hills beyond. A pause in the conversation was broken by Mr. Travilla. "'Wife,' he said, turning to Elsie, "'Cousin Ronald should see Viamede. Our old friend here, Mrs. Carrington, needs change of scene and climate. Two good things that would not hurt any one present.' shall we not invite them all to go and spend winter with us there oh yes yes indeed what a delightful plan she cried with youthful enthusiasm ah i hope you will all accept the place is almost a paradise upon earth and we would do all in our power to make the time pass agreeably cousin ronald don't refuse papa dear don't try to hunt up objections aha um hum i've not the least idea of it cousin said the one i am not said the other smiling fondly upon her but must be allowed a little time to consider oh papa don't say no cried rosie mamma coax him quick before he has time to say it i think there's no need laughed rose can't you see that he is nearly as eager as the rest of us and how could he do a whole winter without your sister how could any of us for that matter you have advanced an unanswerable argument my dear said mr dinsmore and i may as well give consent at once thank you mamma said elsie thank you both now if the rest of you will only be as good and she glanced persuasively from one to another as good said sophie smiling if to be ready to accept the kindest and most delightful of invitations be goodness then i am not at all inclined to be bad mother shall we not go oh grandma you will not say no cried the young carringtons who had listened to the proposition with eager delight no please don't added little elsie putting her arms coaxingly about the old lady's neck mamma papa grandpa and mammy all say it is so lovely there and we want you along thanks dear thanks to your papa and mamma too said the old lady clasping the little girl close while tears filled her aged eyes yes yes i'll go we will all go how could i reject such kindness the children from rosie dinsmore who would hardly have consented to be put into that list down to harold travilla were wild with delight and for the rest of the evening could scarce speak or think of anything else than viamede and the pleasures they hoped to enjoy there now all have spoken but you brother mine elsie said turning to horace jr you surely do not intend to reject our invitation not entirely sister but papa seems to have left the considering for me and i've been at it there should be someone to look after the plantations here and upon whom but myself should that duty devolve we all have good overseers 
yes but there should be someone to take a general supervision over them i think i will go with you make a short visit in return if you all like to trust me with the care of your property you're welcome to take care of ashlands cousin horace and i'll be obliged to you too spoke up young herbert carrington and so will mother and grandma i know indeed we will said the old lady and it will leave us quite free from care you good boy added the younger mr travilla expressed similar sentiments in regard to horace's offer as it concerned ion and mr dinsmore was quite as willing to leave the oaks in his son's care as it was now late in the fall and no very extensive preparations were needed it was agreed that they would start in a few days we shall make a large party remarked sophie are you sure elsie that you will have room for so many abundance the house is very large and the more the merrier i wish i could persuade aunt wealthy may and harry to come with their babies too of course i shall write to lansdale to-night that would be a delightful addition to the party remarked mr dinsmore but aunt is now in her eightieth year and i fear will think herself much too old for so long a journey ah yes papa but she is more active than most women of seventy and can go nearly all the way by water down the ohio and the mississippi and along the gulf at all events i shall do my best to persuade her and you are so great a favorite that your eloquence will not be wasted i think said mr travilla he was right the old lady could not resist the urgent entreaties of her dearly loved grandniece joined to the pleasant prospect of spending some months with her and the other relatives and friends each of whom held a place in her warm loving heart an answering letter was sent from lansdale by return of mail promising that their party would follow the other to viamede at an early day may too was enchanted with the thought of winter in a lovely spot and the society of her two sisters and elsie who was almost as near but to return as soon as the children learned that the winter was really to be spent at viamede and that they would set off in a few days the whole flock leaving their elders to settle the dry details hastened in quest of mammy they found her in the nursery seated before a crackling wood fire with little herbert in her arms quickly their news was told and gathering round her they plied her with questions about her old louisiana home well chillins she said her old eyes growing bright with joy at the thought of soon seeing it again for of course she would be included in the party it's just lovely as lovely can be de grand old house and de lawn and de shrubbery and de gardens and fields and orchards and everything yes it am de loveliest place dis child ever see horses to ride said eddie yes mars eddie hosses to ride and carriages to drive out in sides a beautiful boat on de bayou and fish dare dat ye can catch wid a hook and line ole uncle joe he cotch dem most every day for de table and massa edard and miss elsie say dey's berry fine and what else asked the eager voice of little daisy carrington oranges ripe oranges growing out of doors on the trees cried her brother harry clapping his hands and capering about the room smacking his lips in anticipation of the coming feast yes chillins orange trees on de lawn an immense orchard wid hundreds and millions of dem on de branches and on de ground and den de gardens full of roses and all lovely flowers and vines climbing over de verandas and round de pillars and de windows and clar up to de roof oh how sweet cried the children their eyes dancing with delight but aunt chloe will there be room for us all asked meta carrington who was next to herbert in age yes child dere's rooms and rooms and rooms in dat house 
a playroom mammy asked eddie yes chillins a big room where your grandma used to play when she was a little child mammy's voice grew low and husky for a moment and great tears stood in her eyes but she struggled with her emotion and went on her dolls are dar yet and de baby house old marster hab made for her and de beautiful sets of de little dishes and a great many things mo for she hab lobs a toy and never destroyed nothin ain't nobody ever goes dar but aunt phyllis when she hab a clarin time in dat part ob de house yes said little elsie who had been as silent and intent a listener as though the tale were quite new to her mamma has told us about those things and that they are always to be kept very carefully because they belong to her dear mamma and we can't ever play with them exclaimed vi but mamma will show them all to us she said she would when she takes us to viamede oh i'd like to play with them exclaimed meta doesn't anybody ever no child said mammy shaking her head gravely there ain't nobody ever allowed to go in dat room but aunt phyllis when miss elsie not dar but run away now chillins there's de tea bell a ringin mamma too on coming up at the usual hour to see her darling safe in bed had many questions put to her on the same subject they were all patiently answered some further details given and sweet sympathy shown in their gladness over the pleasant prospect before them then with the accustomed tender good-night kiss and with a parting injunction not to lie awake talking she left them did anybody ever have such a dear mamma as ours exclaimed vi nestling close to her sister no i think not replied elsie in a tone of grave consideration but now we mustn't talk any more because she bade us not and i've come to bed early to-night to please you yes you dear good sister you very dearest girl in all the world interrupted vi rising on her elbow for a moment to rain a perfect shower of kisses upon the sweet face by her side elsie laughed low and musically and hugging her tight returned the caresses then went on but i mustn't keep you awake so now let's lie down and not say one word more no not a single one returned vi cuddling down again mamma said eddie coming into the schoolroom next morning with a slight frown on his usually pleasant face why do you call us to lessons can't we have holidays now that we are going away so soon no my son i think it best to attend now to our regular duties you will have a rest from study while taking the journey and for a few days after we reach viamede will that not be better she asked with a motherly smile as she softly smoothed back the dark clustering curls from his broad open brow but i don't want to say lessons to-day he answered with a pout and resolutely refusing to meet her glance my little son she said with tender gravity were we sent into this world to please ourselves no mamma no even christ pleased not himself and we are to try to be like him whose will did he do his father's mamma yes and whose will are you to do god's will you've taught me mamma but well son mamma will you be angry if i say my thought i think not let me hear it mamma isn't isn't it your will this time about the lessons i mean please mamma don't think i want to be naughty asking it she drew him closer and bending down pressed her lips to his forehead no my son you want it explained and i am glad you told me your thought yes it is my will this time but as god bids children honor and obey their parents is it not his will also i s'pose so mamma but i wish it didn't be your will to have me learn lessons to-day elsie was forced to smile in spite of herself with another slight caress she asked do you think i love you eddie 
oh yes yes mamma i know you do and i love you too indeed i do dearly dearly he burst out throwing his arms about her neck and i know you just want to make me good and happy and that your way's always best so i won't be naughty any more at that there was a general exclamation of delight from the other three who had been silent but deeply interested listeners and all crowded round mamma vying with each other in bestowing upon her tender caresses and words of love each had felt more or less disinclination for the regular routine of work but that vanished now and they went through their allotted tasks with more than usual spirit and determination ah what a sweetener of toil is love love to a dear earthly parent and still more love to christ there is no drudgery in the most menial employment where that is the motive power End of chapter twenty two